Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. And I heard this, uh, uh. I didn't realize that was Robbie Ray. Did you know that Robbie Ray is a tennis-like grunter or that annoying guy in the gym that's that last rep? Uh. That's Robbie Ray. <laughs> Echoing off the roof of the trop last night in oh. Tampa. So I didn't know if you noticed or you could hear that or not. Fun, sun, and surf. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, you got that right, Rick Reagan. Welcome. Welcome, Canada. And Canadian sports fans around the world to the RP Show. We are getting it. We're live. It is bright. We're coming to you live from the beach house in beautiful Pompano Beach, Florida. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show with his episode number 576 of the rp show and we are along the coastline here sorry just getting stuff ready to roll the moose is with us let's can we bring the moose on get him on the screen darren I'm here. back home how you doing moose i'm doing good man every day say, how's, how's your day I, going i think i'm like i could live without a pool i don't need a pool now you're at the beach and now i'm like oh, i wish <laughs> i was at the beach i love the beach i love the yeah, water the, uh, so uh and oh, it was funny, the sun well, was hey. so bright this morning, we were worried if it was blown out and all you could see was white. But now as it goes overhead, we can start to see the blue sky come into the picture and the beach and the sand. It's nice. Good for you. The South Florida, the South Florida trip continues down here for the RP show. And yeah, we've switched venues out of Dodge City. We'll, we'll probably go back there. But as I said, we're at the beach house, Pompano Beach, Florida. Can you hear that? plane going overhead here the bear with me there, here yeah. as we get ready to talk sports or whatever it is, is it could you see it? it it wasn't annoying it's not that loud okay uh jordan's telling me in my ear that he couldn't hear it so coming up on the program today the usual stuff that you uh are used to mo Khan will join us he's got a new job right clark he's not at tsn 690 montreal anymore where's mo Khan now is it ctv montreal or global montreal is he still tsn yeah he's gonna check the twitter of one mo Khan. He'll be joining us from Montreal to talk a little uh, Canadians, uh, Alouettes, who I see are in a 
in a Friday night doubleheader there at the Toronto Argonauts tomorrow night. And also Matt Stajan. We've been trying to get a hold of Matt Stajan for a while. Uh, the longtime Calgary Flame was briefly a Calgary Flames broadcaster. Now he's joined at Moose, as you know, the Calgary Hitman as an assistant coach replacing Joel Otto there. So I'm, I'm very interested to chat with Matt Stajan on the program today. He's coming up in hour two. But, Darren, I thought that you would get a kick out of this. I just want to tell you a little story from yesterday. First time ever, went to Cracker Barrel. Have you ever been to a Cracker Barrel in the United States of America? No. Heard of it, never been. Okay, first time ever. And I went, and it was unreal. Uh, had chicken fried chicken. Figure that one out. Drowned it in white gravy. It was all great. But I was wearing that Buccaneers shirt from yesterday. And here in South Florida, this is Dolphins country, right? So, yeah. I, I, right, so I went to pay the... She, she would have aptly been named, like, Flo. You know what I mean? At the till. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, well, you be careful wearing that Buccaneers shirt around here now. We don't serve Bucks fans. And I said, well, I turned and it, it has Brady 12 on the back. I said, I'm more of a Tom Brady fan. She goes, oh... We all like Tom Brady. We all like Tom Brady around here. So I, I thought you would get an appreciation for that. Even if they don't like the Buccaneers in South Florida, they still love Tom Brady. The guy might be the governor of this state when Ron DeSantis is done. Okay. Oh. Would that surprise you at all, Moose? N not at all. He's not leaving. We know that. And uh, no, I mean, <laughs> no. You, can, you can hate the teams he plays on. It's hard to hate Tom. Well, we were laughing about that the other day with some of the... Uh, my newfound friends down here in South Florida with uh, Tom Brady saying he won't be caught dead living in the Northeast ever again. And he got away with it because he's yeah. Tom. So anyways, there is my South Florida story of the day. Don't, you don't be wearing that Buccaneer stuff around here, says Flo. But if it's Tom Brady, we're okay. All right. All right. Can we please, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show topics? Uh, number one, I saw you tweeting up a storm last night, Moose, on the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are in flight. They beat the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2 last night. Alec Manoa went six innings. He overcome a bit of a shaky start. He had a little issue early on, went six-plus. And uh, the Blue Jays won, and they're now 16-4 and four in the month of September. That is a major league best, 16-4. and four. And as you said, they're mathematically not going to be able to get to 100 wins. So I think you owe me something for that. But can I ask you this? Because I don't know. Where did this come from? Like, we did not... Nobody saw this coming, right? Right. Did you? No. Like, I didn't see them going on a 16-4 and four tear in the month. I saw them... I, I legitimately saw them getting to 100 wins because I thought, look, if they make enough mistakes, they throw enough games away, they've earned enough victories that they didn't capitalize that I thought, look at, they're just going to clean up mistakes. They're not going to throw games away. And by default, they're good enough to, to win 100 games. It didn't happen. So we knew they were good enough. But, I mean, they just, you know, timely hitting. They've muscled teams around. The pitching has gotten better. You know, Hin Jin Ru hasn't been, you know, ace-worthy all year long. But he still has it. The bullpen's been a little bit better. And then, you know, you look at the game last night, and I said, that's a good playoff-type win. A 4-2 game. You felt a ton of yes. adversity down the stretch. They left the bases loaded in the ninth and got out of that jam to win the game with Tampa leaving the bases loaded. And I said, that's a good playoff win. And some of the comments said, that's an ugly win. That wasn't a good win. That's not a good sign. And I replied, I'm like, these are games the Jays would have lost earlier in the year. Now they're winning them. So it was a big step forward. 
to be up against the wall and, and overcome that adversity in the ninth inning. So I liked it. Well, I've had a very charmed life being around sports people my whole life. And I guess, you know, with what you're saying, something popped into my mind. And that was, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, right? And I've had yeah. sports people say, actually, no, it's how you start, finish, and play in the middle. But I think 162 games is probably a lot to ask, right? Like I can see an 18-game CFL schedule or a 17-game NFL schedule. It's, I don't think it's a lot to ask to have the hammer down for the whole thing. But Major League Baseball, a little different story. I did want to mention this. There were no incidents last night, a day after Tampa's Kevin Kermeyer scooped up a data card that fell out of Toronto catcher Alejandro Kirk's wristband during a play at the plate in the sixth inning of Monday's game. He refused to give it back to the Jays catcher, as you know. Rays manager Kevin Cash apologized to Jays skipper Charlie Montoya before last night's game. So Charlie said, so now it's agua under the bridge. That's water under the bridge, okay? And so, right, so Toronto's won three of five against the Rays over the last nine days. And listen, I know we got to move on, but I'm just not as worried now in a playoff meeting between the Jays and the Rays should it happen. And by the way, when asked what message the Blue Jays are sending to the others about the AL wildcard race, Charlie replied, uh, replied, we're here. So I would have liked Moose to have heard that in August. Yeah, I know. You say the beginning, middle, and end, and I know where the sports people come at because the games matter. Two points is two points is two points is two points, no matter where. You need to get them all the way. But but right now, it doesn't matter how bad the Jays were at the beginning of the year. If you can get on a roll at the end and, and ride it into the playoffs, that's what'll matter. Yes. Uh, By the way, Hour 1 of the RP Show is brought to you by our friends that explore Edmonton and HSBC World Rugby 7 Series, which is this weekend in Edmonton. We're giving away tickets today for you and a friend. Comment in our YouTube live chat and type rugby tickets to win. And producer Clark and his crew will randomly select a winner to head up to Edmonton, the City of Champions, to enjoy the World Rugby 7 Series this weekend with our friends at Explore Edmonton. Moving on, week eight in the Canadian Football League uh, opens tonight. I will be watching the game tonight. It is the three and three Hamilton Tiger Cats at the one and four Ottawa Red Blacks. I think the only question here is not who wins Moose. It is by how much do the Hamilton Tiger Cats win tonight? The betregal.net line is ten and a half for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who, by the way, started the year 0-2. And now at three and three, if you look up at the standings, in the CFL East, Hamilton's on top at 3-3. Three and three. It continues to be a dog's breakfast. I'm going to take Hamilton to cover the spread at 10.5, and, and then I regretfully say I think Marcel Desjardins is going to be fired within the next couple days as general manager of the Ottawa Redblacks. That's my BLP, my bold Lynch prediction. Your yeah. thoughts on tonight's Lidlifter in Week 8 of the CFL? That's going to be a tough one. I feel so bad for those Ottawa Redblacks because with Marcel, he's shown an ability to bring in talent and put winning football teams on the field. And the market's been spoiled. They haven't been around that long and they've continued to be successful and they've won the great cup and they've been in the playoffs and they've constantly been competitive and had star power. And then we know when it comes to the big guys with Greg Ellingson and, you know, on the offensive line and you look at some key players that weren't retained, didn't want to spend the money different philosophy well it's not working out now unfortunately and when you go all in on a philosophy and this is my strategy and it doesn't work then you're kind of you know sitting there and your job's going to be on the line unfortunately he'll find another job in football he's he's been successful his resume speaks for itself 
But this is just so tough for Ottawa, and I, I'm with you. I don't see any way that – like, I'm trying to – I talk about paths to victory. There are very few paths to victory, I think, for Ottawa. There are some. I mean, they, can, they, have, they have talent still, some talent that can go out and, and win a football game, but are, the stars have to align for Ottawa in this game tonight, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I think you said it really well the other day with regards to the COVID situation. I mean, it's a, for, it's a shortened season, blah, 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 but every team's dealing with the same conditions. So I guess that's why it's not an excuse for anybody. And now they've got this quarterback in there, Devlin Duck Hodges, who started six games for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But who cares? Like, Paul Apolise knows enough. He's been around this league long enough that just because this guy started six games for the Pittsburgh Steelers doesn't mean he's going to be the next Doug Flutie. So they're in a bind. They yeah. fired everybody. Who's left? The general manager, Marcel Desjardins. And I've Whoa. always really liked Marcel. Like, it hurts It hurts me to say that I think he's going to be gone. But listen, this is the buzz in the league. This is why people watch this show. They want to know what's going on in the league. And I'm going to tell you because I can't. Guys are already jockeying and lining up and dusting off resumes. <laughs> right. Trust me. They're already talking about who's going to be the next general manager of the Ottawa Red Blacks. So it's, I'm not going out on a huge limb here when I say that. You had a point on that well, before I Paul move on? Paul LaPolice can only coach the players that are given to him, right? He's not out doing yeah. recruit, recruiting visits like you are in college as a coach. He's not making trades. So, you know, he'll start to work on Hopefully this next quarterback is the guy. Maybe he'll help. I don't know. But uh, I, that's the guy I feel really bad for is Paul LaPolice because this isn't a true indication of who he is as a head coach. No, no. And I think that's why he's going to be safe when uh, the bullets start flying. By the way, the poll question today from all Universal Collision Center is this. Which is Canada's game of the week in week eight of the CFL? Capital Automall with dealerships across the prairies. Uh, there are three games. Uh, tonight, Hamilton at Ottawa. And then Friday, the doubleheader, Montreal at Toronto. Sask at BC. And it ain't even, it, this isn't even a race. It's Saskatchewan at BC, Friday Night Football, uh, 86% on Twitter. And whew, it is bright here, man. 80 two percent on facebook that's the one that people are looking forward to the most moving on here in the warm-up and by the way i think that we will probably carry this over into the second block of the discussion and then we'll be bringing in mo Khan from tsn montreal the uh, warm-up by the way brought to you by ecole electric our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items ecole electric let's get to work I was loath, Moose, to talk about the Kirill Kaprizov situation, unlike our younger staff of the RP show. They're like, can you talk about this more? And I'm like, no. And I, here's why. Kirill Kaprizov wasn't going anywhere. He was going to have to sign. Now, he threatened to hold out with Minnesota Wild Camp, but Billy Guerin was holding all the cards. And Kaprizov has signed now a five-year, $45 million deal, which... Works out to $9 million a year, which is exactly what Bill Guerin was offering. Now, I'd be interested in your take on this, but where was Kirill Kaprizov going to go? And what does $5 million translate to? Like, that's not a bridge deal per se, but that's not really a long-term deal either. I just hope it's a deal that both sides are happy with. Yeah, I think so. I think Kaprizov probably wanted more term, more commitment at a higher figure, obviously. And Bill Guerin would want, if you're going to pay $9 million a year, for a guy who was, you know, rookie of the year and and had a good season, we don't know if that's going to translate into a long career. Look at what ha- what has happened with Patrick Laine, a really good high end player, 
was a really great rookie, really great young player, but he struggled to stay focused, to stay committed, to put up those results. So you commit to $9 million for for a young kid like that, and he's not going to pan out, that's a huge risk. Five years, not so risky for Bill Guerin. He, he could not pay $9 million a year over the course of 8, 9, 10 years for this young player and take that risk. It was just too much risk for his organization. Five years? Okay, they found the spot that's comfortable. Now, if he continues to play well and evolve his game and continues to grow, then they'll extend that and he'll, pay, he'll be making $9 million or more for a lot longer. But Bill Guerin has to manage the risk of the Minnesota Wild. The kid's got to get paid, but what was he going to do? Wasn't going to make that in the KHL. And if he leaves now... Who knows if, if he ever has an opportunity to make that money again. So you're right. Ah. Bill Guerin held the cards, and I think they came to a deal that they probably could have came to three months ago. And I guess it's just it was an absence of anything else to talk about in the National Hockey League, why this was such a big deal. The Jack Eichel situation, trust me, I get Kirill Kaprizov, different story. He wasn't going to get any more money. This is what he's owed. or Yeah, he, he is owed that. I, let's not go down the Mitch Marner Road and the $11 million plus. Kaprizov, I think, has earned it. Mitch Marner never won a Calder Trophy, correct? Good point. Yeah, Clark jumped in and says, no, he did not. Yeah, it, rhetorical question, guys. Uh, so I didn't by answer. The way, <clears throat> <laughs> you knew that I knew the answer. Uh, just a couple moments left here. I'm going to throw in some. No, you're good, Clark. You're good. I'm going to throw in some comments from the viewers here. Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York says, man. I sure wish I lived in Edmonton for those tickets. Sounds like fun. Type in rugby tickets on the YouTube feed and you will be automatically entered for the random draw to go to the HSBC Rugby Super 7s uh, event this weekend at Edmonton. Jenna Reagan watching in Southern California. Let's go, Red Blacks. From Todd Pinkney says, per Adam Schefter, Antonio Brown placed on the COVID reserve list. Dun, dun, dun. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Uh, Another from Ryan in New York. Who knew Tom Brady had a personality until after he left New England? Right? I know. (laughs) Bill didn't let him talk. Uh, Good morning from Kansas City. John Schmeiser checking in there. So it took me a minute to get the comments going because initially yesterday's came up. But we're rolling moose. And uh, when we come back after this first break, I'm going to talk about expectations of the Seattle Kraken. NHL training camps opening in earnest this week. In the NFL, there are 0-2 teams. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 teams in the National Football League that are 0-2. Who's in the worst shape out of all of them? And Evander Kane's facing more allegations, but new ones of sexual assault and domestic battery. And I think we do need to spend a minute on that. So we got a lot on the table. We'll be right back. We're broadcasting live from the Beach House in beautiful Pompano Beach, Florida, on the RP Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show continues right after this on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. 
The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It is the RP Show, episode number 576 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show, coming to you live from the beach house in beautiful Pompano Beach, Florida, where I did not check the temperature today but it's around 100 plus fahrenheit with the humidity um we can bring moose back in we got the moose in the bunker at home uh by the way hey what's going on <laughs> you you i jumped on I a like flight it. in the break <laughs> does that, does that <laughs> look familiar back there which way that way is that that yeah that's, that's well, why not right that's the photo you sent that should be over your right shoulder <laughs> Mm, well, looks like uh, a perfect team to me, Moose. Anyways, you're gonna be hot in that. You're gonna be hot in that bunny hug, though. Yeah. Um, How about that? News today: Tua Tunga Viola has fractured ribs and will not play Sunday when the Miami Dolphins visit the Las Vegas Raiders. The Dolphins announced the up- uh, updated status this morning after initial tests suggested. Tua was dealing with bruised ribs. Further exams showed the fractures, and the Dolphins already have decided that Jacoby Brissett will start this weekend. Now, did you tell me how much of that game you watched on Sunday, the blowout, the Bills 35, the Dolphins 0? Because Tua wasn't making any difference in the game. I know. By the way, he, he was that J- Jacoby Brissett was actually decent when he came in. I don't know. Listen, he's the number one guy. I get it. But the Dolphins' problems, at least last week, go further than Tua. That's my take on that. But you don't want to see your number one quarterback out either for extended time. No, you don't. I mean, they do go further. And Jacoby Brissett's had some success in this league, too. I mean, he's not a no-name quarterback. He's had some success. So he's capable. But, I mean, until you really know what the Miami Dolphins are going to be right now, you got to stay away from him. you got to stay away from him. Even on the free play sports book, you know, Bet Regal, I got to stay away from them in fantasy. Like Jaden Waddle, Jalen Waddle's not an option anymore for any of those, you know, yeah. fantasy opportunities. And I mean, they're a mess right now. And they're supposed to be a team that, you know, is in that wild card discussion and challenging to take that next step and grow. But um, this is a big blow, big, big blow for the Dolphins. Uh, by the way, a lot of people want to talk about these uh, CFL stories, and we will. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle in some of the comments here. Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City, Utah, says, can't bring in a quarterback halfway through a season and expect too much. Hodges was a game manager for Pittsburgh, not much more. Devlin Duck Hodges isn't going to do anything for the Ottawa Red Blacks to revive and resuscitate this season. You know Monty Moose? It's Monty. Yes. He has text he has written in, he says, Rod, I miss you. Rod, I miss you. I'm right here, Monty. I haven't gone anywhere. He did text me last no, night. No, why do I he messaged last night and, and was yeah. asking when you were coming back home and uh 
Why does it matter? I don't know. I haven't seen you. You haven't seen the whites of his eyes in two years. Rose Henry, Edmonton Elks fan, writes in. She says, that is some backdrop. Poor Rod. What a tough gig. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, I'd like to think that I earned it. Uh, Good. Jeffrey Townen in Calgary says, Chris Jones signs as defensive consultant with the Argos September 21st. September 23rd, Chris Jones resigns to become GM and head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks. It's the CFL. I could see it. I know. It's not going to happen, though. <laughs> I could so see it. Right? Is there anything in this league? Is there anything anymore that would surprise you in the Canadian football? That, that would not even surprise me. No, it wouldn't. You know, and, and retain Paul LaPolice as his offensive coordinator. I could see that happening. Like, there are, there are many paths to that. It would not be a surprise. Moose, I went to bed last night thinking about our conversation yesterday on the air when I said, I'm tired of repeating myself, and I realized that I guess I should repeat myself. Like the guy that wrote in yesterday and said, will Chris Jones be replacing Ryan Dinwiddie? Should Dinwiddie be scared? And I'm like, well, we, we did deal with that last week, but I guess I'll say it again. Ryan Dinwiddie is a winner. He's not looking over his shoulder. He brought in Chris Jones because he wants to win. And only insecure people hire inferior people because they are worried about their future. So, no. Now, having said that, and, and, and furthermore, people are saying, why did it take nine days for the Argus to announce it? Because Chris Jones got into Canada. He quarantined for four days. I think they had to figure out roles, right? Would that surprise you? Just, you know, right. distinguish what the roles were going to be? That's right. right. Between him and Rich Stubler. There was no guarantee that this was necessarily going to work. Right. So now uh, they feel that it will. And Chris Jones has been announced as the defensive assistant with the Toronto Argonauts. And we'll see how their defense changes, if at all, come Friday when they host the Montreal Alouettes. I suspect that it will a lot. But not every player can play in a Chris Jones defense. He favors, as you know, man-to-man defensive backs. And I don't know if the Argos have that set up. Or no, it was not designed for a Chris Jones defense. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, by the way, so... Right. Did you have a comment on that before I move no, on? No, he's just going to have to work with what he has, right? And that'll, it'll be a test for him, but I'm sure he'll be okay. Uh, so uh, just on the Kraken, the NHL training camps opened this week. I was talking with the Panthers. They're, oddly enough, a lot of their full-time main scouting personnel aren't even getting into town until tonight. What's today? Wednesday? Yeah. And then they start playing their, their games with the vets on Sunday. Um, so... I don't know. I guess it was uh, NHL.com. I was reading some of the headlines there today, and, and it was, what are the expectations for the Seattle Kraken here in their, their expansion season? And a somewhat off-topic, Pink sent me this from the Twitter account HockeyHound. It says, as reported by Brian Wyshynski, the Seattle Kraken have set the highest sales totals in league history for a newly released jersey in its first five days of availability. Number one, who do you think is selling the most jerseys for the Seattle Kraken Moose? Which one of the players is? I would not have guessed this. <sighs> Jaden Schwartz? No, do better. Giordano would have been my other pick. Philip Grubauer. Really? Yeah, I honestly didn't even know that he was that big of a name. I swear, yeah. Philip Grubauer is the number one jersey sales for the Seattle Kraken. Number two, Brandon Tenab. Number three, our little buddy, Jordan Eberle. 
and number four, the big rig, Jamie Alexiak. So those are the that's really surprises me. Not a lot. even close. Uh, yeah, totally off the board uh, with those jersey sales with the Seattle Kraken. My expectations, by the way, upon further review, they will not make the playoffs this year in the Pacific Division. I think it's going to go Vegas, Edmonton, Vancouver. I had Anaheim in there. How does Seattle get into the playoffs ahead of the Anaheim Ducks? They don't. That's the answer to that. What do you think? Do they make I the think, playoffs? I think mind? they'll challenge for a playoff spot, but I'm with you. I, but I felt this way about Vegas, too, when they first came into the league. You didn't think they were going to challenge for a playoff spot. I didn't think they were going to get in, and they blew all the expectations away. That'll be the job of Seattle is to blow those expectations away. Um, but, no, I, I'm with you. They'll, I think they'll, they won't be basement dwellers. I don't think they'll be bad, but I don't think they'll get in. Uh Jason in Red Deer writes, good morning, sports fans. Watching from a much less sunny and much less enjoyable place than Rod, I'm sure. Well, life's about choices. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason Jason's in Red Deer. I'm sure there is. As a matter of fact, I know there's a reason why he's in there. Uh, point five, National Football League. How many teams did I say are 0-2? Seven, Seven I think. Yeah. Yeah. The Jets, the Colts. The Jags, the New York Giants, the Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions, and uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Which of those teams is in worse shape? And it's an interesting debate. Um, none of us cheer for those teams except for Clark and his Atlanta Falcons. Give Jordan a nudge if you don't <laughs> I saw I saw what you did there. Give Jordan a nudge and see what his NFL team is, Clark. Would you mind? I got to say out of that, Darren, uh, the Jaguars, nothing was expected. He's saying the Jaguars, why not? They got nice gear. Might as well start at the bottom. Oh, he likes Jacksonville. Well, I got it. Kay. I got you. Yeah. Um, out of all of all those, we're good. Out of all those, I would say the New York Giants because uh, Darren Allah was expected of them. They're in the weakest division in the National Football League, right? And yeah. with an 0-2 start, I, I think I saw somewhere that if you start 0-2, you stand an 11% chance of making the playoffs on the National Football League. So these teams are ostensibly done. I would say the Giants are in the worst shape, and then Minnesota, because this was not expected from the Vikings at all. But every other team, Lions, Falcons, Jags, Colts, Jets, what else? was Well, Colts a little more was expected, too. But uh, that's my take, the Giants and the Vikings. Yeah, because the expectations are higher. I think... You know, the Colts are a better football team than 0-2. So, and I think they'll climb out of this and be competitive. Um, the Vikings, I actually think, are well, they're better than 0-2 as well. And I think they'll climb out of this and be competitive. So I don't think they're in a bad spot. And I saw this the other day, too. There is no quarterback in the NFL who has lost more games by three or less points in the last two years than Kirk Cousins. There is nobody that's lost oh, yeah. more games. Um, so he's been tough on those close games. But, yeah, the Giants, the Falcons aren't coming back. The Jags aren't coming back. Those are expectations that are being met, being bad. And uh, the Jets, I think, are Jets and Giants, for me, the two teams in New York are in the most trouble because they're teams that are supposed to continue to take steps forward. And you can't afford to start 0-2. Those teams are going to have a tough time getting out of it. 
Um, the Giants have a better chance than the Jets, but it's been tough with a rookie quarterback in green. Um, I just I don't know where they go from here. They got a rookie coach who's got high expectations uh, in Robert Sale, and I think those it's the teams in New York, and that's tough for one of the bigger markets in the NFL. So it's very unfortunate for them. It's very. like when the Rangers and Islanders suck. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Marier's watching. Bob has written in. Hey, Rod, head south to Sobe. Dinner on me. Hold that thought, thought, Bob. That is, you know who Bobby Mary. Well, yeah, of course you know. You talk to him more <laughs> than I do, Moose. Now you really wish you were here, hey? I know. Sober coach to the stars who makes his home in South Beach, Florida. Uh, that just blew my mind. Where was my thought process on this? It's the squirrel. Point six of the quick six show topics here as I just move on here in hour one. And Mo Khan coming up from TSN Montreal in a moment. Hey, Bob, get your questions ready, by the way, for Mo Khan. You can ask better Montreal questions than I can. But now it's come out, and I don't know how this came on my radar, but Evander Kane facing now sexual assault and domestic battery charges, more allegations. And I'm like, I think everybody going, more or are these ones from the past? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. These are all brand new. And if you remember with the gambling allegations, he denied it, remember? Right. And I was like, no, nope. Not, not, belie- not believing you, Matt. We'll break in a minute. Not believing you, Evander. And what he needed to do at the time was just take it on the snaz, Darren. Fall on his sword. But not lie about it. And... Now, when this and then Clark was informing us before the break that uh, before we went to air, sorry, that this relates to his current wife. This is some really bad stuff. The gambling, all those issues are one thing. This sexual assault and domestic battery charges is totally another. And uh, I just think Evander Kane. Why? Why are we even interviewing him? Why has he got a voice? Why is this kid not getting help somewhere? Why is he doing interviews? What's your take on this before we break? It's not good. It's not good. You know, we live in a society where you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And I think that's the only reason why I think he's getting a voice in all this, because I don't believe there's been any conviction or any 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 proof um, of him being guilty. But you know what? When enough things stack up against you, you're probably guilty of something. And these allegations rarely happen to good people. And I know people can put up, you know, good people get accused of bad things all the time, but it's not common. It's not common. You know, bad thing, bad people tend to draw these bad situations. And if these are true, I mean, these are, these are horrible, 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 horrible allegations. And I got no time. I got no time for him getting another chance. No, I mean, he should be uh, not playing hockey ever again. This guy should be in jail. Moose, thanks for this. This has been wonderful. We'll catch up with you a little later. Sounds good. We're heading to Montreal after this break. We are broadcasting live from the beautiful beach house in Pompano Beach, Florida. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. RP Show continues. It's hour one brought to you by our friends at the World Rugby Sevens, the ultimate all-day party taking place in Edmonton this weekend. Two eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe and action-packed Rugby Sevens matchups. The party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories. Trust us, you've never seen a party like this. Purchase your tickets today at CanadaSevens.com. We are running a contest. We're giving away a pair of tickets. These are $60 each. Just type rugby tickets in the YouTube comment section and we'll randomly pick a winner. You're going to need proof of full vaccination or a negative on-site COVID test to get in this weekend. Masks will be required when you're not in your designated seat. And single-day ticket passes are on sale now at CanadaSevens.com. As uh, we promoted, Mo Khan joins us from TSN 690 Montreal, the insider of all things Montreal sports, and uh, McGill Redman as well. How you doing, Mo? Long, long time no talk, my friend. Right, all as well. What part of Florida is, is Saskatchewan in now? Trying to figure that out. <laughs> We're in 306 South. How about that? We're in the South office of, of the 306. Yeah, Mo. Um, and you know what? Getting ready for hockey season. There's a small but growing hockey community here that cannot wait for as a matter of fact not just the panthers to get going but the montreal canadiens and the toronto maple Leafs. saturday night they kick off let's start there if you don't mind uh, with the national hockey league and we'll mosey around to the alouettes but any idea what we're going to see from these habs in the preseason what, what are they looking for from their charges uh Continuity, Rod. Uh, that's what they're looking for. I mean, with the attrition of lost bodies through free agency, uh, through defections of, of offer sheets and injured players for the year, this Habs team right now coming into this year has a lot more question marks given that, again, coming off a cup run, a short off season, how well will they, will they be able to mesh together in training camp and get things going early? Because for Dominic Ducharme, he now has a full plate now to lay down his style of play that he wants from his players and I think from this perspective, Rod, with no Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie becomes your number one guy. So who do you pair him up with? Alexander Romanov is a guy that they're expecting to take the next step up in his career. Um, Matthias Norlander, who they drafted two years ago in the Cole Caulfield draft class, they think he could crack the lineup if he has a strong uh, training cap himself. I think the biggest question mark will be the spine of the forwards, the center position. Nick Suzuki is your legit 1C. But after that, though, Christian Dovrat comes in. Can he be that number two guy? People think he can. Number three is up for grabs. Does Jake Evans move up from number four to number three? Ryan Paling could be a guy that could, could factor in as well. So there is a lot of question marks about the center position, but this team should be competitive with the wingers that they have because they have a wealth of goal scores on each the left and right side of the formation. But at the end of the day for this team, a lot more questions going through day one of training camp tomorrow. Wow, very interesting. Well, let me ask you this. Where were you on the Jasperi Kokanyemi offer sheet Saga. Oh, licorice legs. Did you see the Habs potentially matching the offer, which they didn't do, and he's now a Carolina Hurricane? A, like, were you surprised how it unfolded? And B, how big of a loss is he going to be? Uh, I was a bit surprised because, you know, Rod, when you think about Jesperi Kakinami, the, the Habs took him at three uh, back in 2018, right? No one thought he was a top three pick. People thought he was a top 20 pick going to the draft board. So I, I thought Mark Bergevin was invested for the long-term growth of what he could be as a player. But then we go back, let's go back to the close Julia era of coaching when he got demoted from Montreal to the Laval AHL team. He made a real snide comment about, hey, I have a lot more fun with Joao Bouchard as the head coach in Laval. 
than I did before. And I think that's where the cracks start to begin for the relationship of Jesperi Kaknemi and the Montreal Canadiens. COVID hits, he comes back to Toronto and the bubble does really well. Expectations are even heightened that he could take the next step in his development. That never transpired this past season. He gets benched in, in game four of the Stanley Cup run against Tampa Bay. And that's where the end was there. And I thought the Habs would have kept in. I think Mark Bergeron was trying to play a long-term game of trying to have him, you know, pretty much melt under the whole contract negotiation that he would sign the terms that Bergeron had for him. And look, Carolina coming out of nowhere, as they did back two years ago with Montreal and Sebastian Ajo, comes with a big big deal. And I don't fault Jesperi Kocknamer taking the $6 million up front because, again, this is pro sports. you got to watch out for yourself, and that's what he did. And I think for the Habs now at the number two position, that's going to be the question mark. Do they make the right move in terms of the long-term view of what they have and that Christian Dvorak can replace Jesperi Kocknamer and do more than what he would have done if he had made a Canadian moving forward? You know, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how you feel about this, but Carey Price's name has been the biggest in this offseason for the Montreal Canadiens, A, being exposed for the expansion draft to Seattle, which I never thought they were going to take him, and B, his injury status. So we know he's not going to be ready to start the regular season, and I think they're okay with Jake Allen, and let's see what Caden Primo can do. But when do we see Carey Price full-time back in the crease for the Montreal Canadiens? Well, for, for those who were at practice the other day, he was taking shots uh, with the goaltending coach. And, and that's a first step that he could be back maybe sooner than expected. And again, Rod, when you think about this upcoming season, it'd be very truncated with the Olympic break coming up in early February. You're right about Jake Allen. They believe in him as being a strong number two. I think the ratio of games that we could see now in a full, normal NHL season, I think Carey Price at minimum will play 50 to 55 games and allow Allen the rest of the, the ball court to go towards him and keep him fresh. And again, with you factoring Team Canada, many people here project that Carey Price will be the number one guy going to Beijing if they do end up going in February of next year. So he will have a lot on his plate. I think Carey Price will definitely be okay. But again, this is the same guy who has had his ups and downs in the city when it comes to performance. And he had his great ups during the cup run uh, this past summer. The question now is, can that carry over given again? No Shea Weber and and a wealth of talent has moved on elsewhere for the season. Mo, I know you love your football. Uh, The Alouettes have had an interesting start to the season. I think we now know what they have. We knew they were going to be a good team. Kahari Jones is now back after his COVID isolation, and they go into Toronto on Friday night. Uh, What do you see out of this Alouettes team? Thumbs up or thumbs down the rest of the way? And, you know, what's your thoughts on Friday's game at Toronto? So I'll do this. Thumbs (laughs) up and a thumbs down, right? (laughs) Like I've done, I've done stats for TSN TV the last two home games for them, and the reality is Vernon Adams Jr. good quarterback, but he's played like a quarterback managing the football game. And and there's moments where you ask yourself, why can't they put the ball in the end zone? And that's what happened against BC. I thought BC had a pretty good uh, game plan in place from Rick Campbell and how they were kind of bending with the run game, allowing Stanback to run, but not allowing Adams to throw the ball as he should have. And I think now moving towards these next three games, Rod. Toronto, Hamilton, and Ottawa coming up in the next 18 days. This is huge for the Alouettes because if they come back with only one win, you need a minimum of two wins out of three. I think it puts them in good position for that playoff run here. But it's all going to come down to that play calling on offense because, quite frankly, they've underachieved with what, there's, what they have on offense with that wealth of receivers from B.J. Cunningham to Geno Lewis and Quan Bray and, and others on that core with Jake Wenicke. And I think Vernon Adams has to figure out and rediscover what he did well two years ago that's not being applied now because he does not look, look like the same quarterback that, that won the love affair with this Montreal fan base 
back in 2019. Hey, uh, the... Out in Western Canada, they're very, they're excited with Canada West football getting fired up for real. They got their preseason games out of the way last weekend. College football's rolling down here. What are we in week four here uh, in the United States of America? What's happening in Quebec with your university football in the McGill Redmond? Give us an update. Well, you know what? Well, actually, now they're the Redbirds, though, Rod, just to give you clarification on that. So, so McGill, now All this right. year's <laughs> Quebec conference has been up and down because Laval has lost two in a row. And the last time they lost two in a row was back in 1999. Uh, Montreal's lost the game. Concordia is now back in first place. McGill has lost two games by a combined score of seven points. In fact, McGill held a 33-11 lead against Concordia last Friday with about 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And they lost by three in overtime, 36-33. So this Quebec conference is going to be uneven this year. I think it will have the, the end result of Laval, Montreal, Concordia probably one, two, and three. McGill, I think, will sneak in as number four. But I think the strength of this year's youth sports lies in Can West and the OUA for what Calgary could present and what Western has done so far after week one. So I think Western and Calgary are probably your favorites to probably make a deep run and a chance to win the Vanity Cup in early November. Sorry, late November, early December, one of those two dates. Mo, wonderful uh, Montreal sports update. I appreciate it. We do have a lot of Quebec viewers, so thanks for the insight. I'm sure they appreciate it. And, sir, let's do it again here. Absolutely, my friend. And keep the sunscreen on, my friend. We don't want you to come back burnt red to Saskatchewan when you come back up. <laughs> I know. I, you got it. You're right. If I come back, you're right. Thanks, Mo. Take care. Have a great day. Mo Khan from TSN 690 Montreal joining us. This sun, by the way, is just about to go past the canopy, and I will be saved. Viewer takeover on the way next. And I do want to send a shout-out to Brian from Dodge City watching, and he he said Yanni Gord was his guest for the highest jersey sales for the Seattle Kraken. And it was, in fact, Philip Grubauer. But that was a fun game to play. Coming up next hour, by the way, Matt Stajan, longtime NHLer and current Calgary Hitman assistant coach. We'll be right back. We are broadcasting live from the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back. It is viewer takeover. And uh, we are broadcasting live from the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida, if you've just joined us. The Moose is back with us. And uh, coming up in hour two, by the way, Matt Stajan will be with us. But, Darren, I'm sure you are not averse to taking some viewer comments. That's always Never. fun. Yeah. We were asking earlier uh, about the Seattle Kraken. What are their expectations? And I, I don't see them making the playoffs, much less going to the Stanley Cup final. That's my... 10 seconds analysis on the Seattle Kraken. They are not making the playoffs this year, despite the fact they're in the weakest division. Brendan from Kipling writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777. Brendan from Kipling says, am I the only Saskatchewanian hopping on the Seattle Kraken bandwagon? Uh, well, you're the only one I know of because we've snatched up everybody for the Vegas Golden Knights, but you got to move fast, man, because... Like, I might be a Florida Panthers fan now. I'm not even joking. 
So the way that they're treating me, are you kidding me? But they got five Saskatchewan players. There's no other team in the NHL that has more Saskies on them than the Seattle Kraken. But, Darren, do you know anybody, aside from George Genitsis at the Four Seasons, That's that the only has name on the I could Seattle Kraken of. bandwagon? Yeah. I don't know any. I don't either. I know people like the gear. I think they think it's cool. Um, I love Seattle, the city. I love it. It's one of my favorite places to visit, to travel, um, right on the on the coast. And, and I love Puget Sound and the whole deal. But, yeah, I don't know that we have any fans of the Seattle Kraken. That might change because, I mean, I've been around this town, and, and you know you're a Golden Knights fan. And I was at uh, the minor football field watching my nephew play football the other night, and there was a little kid in a Golden Knights zip-up. So maybe once they start playing, we'll see more cracking stuff around town and we'll start seeing a little bit more of that. But I just, I haven't seen it yet. You see a ton of Golden Knight stuff around the rectangle. You really oh, do. Yeah. Uh, Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, writes in and says, Rod, Darren, do you think the Stampeders have any chance of being a playoff team in 2021? Well, a quick glance at the big board has the Calgary Stampeders dead last in the West at 2-5. and five. Farmer math. That means they played seven games. They got seven to go. Yeah, as long as there's a mathematical chance, of course they could make the playoffs. But they got to be concerned. You're the one that said it's time to panic in Stamps land. Maybe yeah. it's t- maybe because you're not airlifting players in now in a short shortened season. Thirty seconds. They're telling it's me. tough. It really tight. Really tough. They're halfway through and. It's a bad spot to be in. You can go on a run. They're good enough to go on a run. And if I trust anybody to do it, it'd be Huffnagel and Dickinson. No doubt. Hour two coming up for Core Grain, live from the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. Moose and I will be right back along with Matt Stage in here on Game Plus, YouTube and Facebook, rodpeterson.com. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.